This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. With Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. Nine, it's uh, end of the bench with Choice Woodman and Jeff Haxton and 100.7 The Score and Dan Patrick show here on Double T 97.3. A uh, washed up guy weighs in. Many years ago, my wife and I bought Ural, Ural passes and spent eight weeks traveling by train around Western Europe. Wow. It's a wonderful way to see places. Man, wow. I bet so. Washed up guy. That takes some coin to be able to do that. I wouldn't say you're so washed up unless you're washed up now, but it takes, takes some means. Spend eight weeks. I, I imagine it does. I think yeah. you're kind of missing the point here of like how cool that was. <laughs> yeah, right. and talking about his financial situation. Right. Talk about how cool it is what he right. did. Right. No, it wasn't. I don't think it was meant as a humble brag. No, it was. It, tell it, everyone no. how much money he makes. I think yeah. he was tell, talking about the cool stuff he did on a train. Right. <laughs> it's probably, probably fair. <laughs> probably fair. But I was just thinking. But your, com- your comment is fair. He, Took some coin. Clearly. <laughs> cost some money, yes. Yeah. They don't usually give those away for free unless they want it on a game show or right. something. One like on this station. That would be cool if we gave away eight weeks on a your rail uh, passes going around Western yeah, but Europe. But they have to take you with them. Oh, oh they have to. Have, <laughs> I mean, to, get to. have to or get to. I mean, like those guys in the Alumni Association yeah. have to take Bedford and Ashley. Oh, my God. Them. Yeah. Yeah. That's. They'll keep it. They'll keep it fun. I <laughs> guarantee you that. Uh, those, those, those folks are going to have a blast. I'm so jealous. Going to Alaska. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could go with them. What if? What if like one of them couldn't go? Like what if? What if Thetford at the last minute go? Ah, man, I just can't make it. Would you? Would you go hang with Ashby for? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Heck okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Is Ashby going to be telling baseball stories for like seven days? <laughs> I'm in. I'm in, yeah. 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 I, I saw this, and I didn't even know that this was kind of a real thing, but it, this is really cool. Uh, Kevin Harvick, who is a retired NASCAR driver, he and his wife have purchased the Ricky Bobby house from the movie Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Um, apparently, that... You know, was not just a the front of a movie set. It was a real twelve thousand and forty two foot square mansion. He bought it in late October, six point seven five million dollars, six bedrooms, nine bath, one point three one acre lot, two docks, a boat lift, a sandy beach area, putting green, and an infinity pool with a hot tub. It's located in uh, off Lake Norman in Cornelius, North Carolina. How about that? Nice. Yeah, it's really cool. The home was built in 2002 and was the on-screen residence for the fictional NASCAR driver Ricky Bobby. They had the, you know, they had the prayer. If I was gonna buy, Mm -hmm. if I was gonna buy a famous famous movie house or building or whatever, I don't think that that would be the one I'd go after. What would she go after? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I just Wayne know. Wayne Manor with the Batcave. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah there you go. I'd, I'd buy John Dunbar's house and dances with wolves. 
Oh my god! Is that the TV? See, I was thinking uh, Superman's Crystal <laughs> no, Palace. That's that uh, isolated Crystal Palace. It's off like in the North Pole all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's pretty cool for you. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I don't know. What about Santa's village? Let's just buy his village. <laughs> that'd be yeah. That'd be cool to be. You know, when the elves bother you and all the working, all the noise. <laughs> All the talking, <laughs> singing, singing. <laughs> By the way, at the gym last night, I heard my first Christmas music. They were putting up the Christmas tree, and they had. I heard a Christmas song last night. Oh yeah, it didn't dis- didn't disturb me or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But oh man, Hacks would have lost his mind because it's before Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> sure, man. He is he is all about respect the turkey, isn't he? I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna put a Christmas tree up in here, uh-huh. and I needed to make sure I do it this week because he's gonna be gone next week, okay. and so I need to do it this week so we can all see his head spin off. <laughs> he he might refuse to come to work. <laughs> he wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> uh, this Chuck driving up tomorrow from Round Rock for the Red Black game and the men's basketball game. Any recommendations for food at the arena? Uh, the chicken strips are good. Yeah, they are. The chicken strips are real good. I mean, there's a there's a barbecued sandwich. There's a you know standard burger. This is so funny. The I didn't other... think about that, but that's perfect for folks where you can catch the baseball game and yeah. the basketball game tomorrow night. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was so funny the other night at uh, the women's game. So we, I don't always eat before the women's game, but the the media meals are now upstairs. And um, I think and I decided to go up there and get something to eat. Well, the volleyball game had ended late, and our game was delayed. So we thought we'll go get something to eat. Well, a lot of the a lot of the kids, the worker bees, they they'd taken all the food, and so we didn't have any. So I was like, let's just go to the concession stands, thinking about getting something. And, and poor Fink, <laughs> he, he pulls up to this concession stand and he's going to order a hot dog, okay? And, and he, all he had was cash. He had cash in his hand. And, and the look on his face... They when looked, they, looked when, at him like he, <laughs> was, like he was holding yes. a, a grenade. Right. What are you going to do with that? And I, <laughs> Don't come at me with I that. Mean, the, look, the, look, the look on his face when, when they told him, sir, this is cashless we don't we don't take any cash it was just he was just yeah. like dumbfounded and yeah. i said I, I he pulled out his debit card and i said man when's the when's the last time you were at a game as a fan and he's like I, I i don't know i said well this has been cashless like for years football, yeah. football at least a couple i think football too but yeah, anyway it was just a couple just the the look on his face was just it was priceless i wish i'd yeah i wish i'd taken a picture would you guess that that sped things up at the i think I think so. I think it's. I think it sped things up. The other thing that I think has sped things up is the way that they do the kind of the winding through the line, so that basically it's next man up. You know, depending on because mm-hmm. like if you get behind one person, they order like you know seventeen things for their eighteen kids, and and then the next and don't know what they want after they've been in line for thirty minutes, right? But the way that they've kind of got the kind of the kind of the I don't know how to describe it. Seventeen things. Multiple places where you kids. can order. Huh? Multiple places where you can order. Multiple places where you can order. Yeah, it's really good. I will tell you this. The other day, <laughs> I went to a place that was that I paid cash for something, and the the girl handing me back the change, she she couldn't tell me. She's like, "How much is two quarters?" I'm like, "That's fifty cents." Yeah, I mean, she could not count the change back. I'm literally telling her, she ordered. She owed me forty eight cents. I go, "Give me a quarter." 
and then give me a dime and you know i think it was 42 cents give me a dime give me a nickel and then give me two pennies she literally could not count she said how much <laughs> is a quarter worth she goes, she goes how much is a quarter yeah i'm like <laughs> i was just like man we need to help these folks out here it was um my my head about rolled off my head. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I rarely get to say this, but we are officially at the end of today, halfway through the month. It is November the 15th, 2023. Here's Jeff McGuire with the Stay in Sports History. Why do you rarely get to say it? Because there's so many 31 day months. Right, right. Okay. And then not, we're not here every fifth. We're not here on the 15th of every month. Okay. So I guess sometimes that takes you away from it. It's disappointing. <laughs> right. Or have we to have to wait a, to noon. Yeah, have to get you a slot at the beginning of the uh, bottom line. Mm-hmm. If you say we're halfway through the month. You know, yeah. Maybe Clint will do that today. Halfway on, through this one. Halfway through this one, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> and then, and then you know, my outrage at that versus uh, halftime, which... I don't have an outrage for halftime, but I just have an outrage in my head for halfway through this one at the, at the end of four and a half innings. <laughs> and, and me and every baseball person that I know now says, says it, it more just, says to, it, just to poke at Chuck. Just to poke at Chuck. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> well, I, I, it's, it is funny. All right, proceed, Mr. McGuire. No, you all keep talking about it being halfway through. They don't know what to do this, and we can all go home. Uh, 1946, Ted Williams is picked as the American League MVP. Figure hitting 401 makes pretty good reason sure. for you. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, 1961, Roger Maris is the AL MVP. You know, 61, 61 home, home runs. Yeah. Kind of a no-brainer situation there. Uh, 1980, the 30th NASCAR Sprint Cup. Wasn't called Spring Cup at the time, but you get the idea. Dale Earnhardt wins. Hmm. 1997. Red Raider football comes out of Stillwater with a 27 to 3 win over the 24th ranked Cowboys. Wow. 2018. LeBron James passes Wilt Chamberlain for fifth on the NBA scoring title list. With 44 points for the Lake in in for the Lakers in a 126-127 victory over the Portland Trail Blazers at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. It is National Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day. Okay. So you know, get rid of all those leftovers, start making room for the leftovers that are coming next week. Do you have to do that, Jeff? No. That's yeah. not really a like, I have leftovers, but uh, they usually get eaten within a couple of days. Of yeah, that's kind of how it is at our house. Okay. Yeah. No, my, uh, I've got a gallon of Gatorade. A gallon of Gatorade? Uh-huh. A gallon? Well, I make it a gallon at a time. And I had, oh, you make it? Yeah. A lot cheaper that way. Okay. A lot cheaper that way. I don't way. feel like it's as good, though. It's probably not, but for the purposes of drinking that particular Gatorade, that's it's just to get rehydrated. Sure, that's good. And it works for that. Uh, it's also National Raisin Brand Cereal Day. I'm out on the Raisin Brand. Let's go. Uh, I never Huge cared. Fan. Never cared for the Raisin Brand. Love it. Happy birthday, former Red Raider basketball player Martin Zeno, 38 mm. today. He was fun. Mm-hmm. He was fun. And Carl Anthony Towns is 28. Why are athletes that are left-handed just so much more 
I don't know. They just seem more fun to watch. I mean, a good left-handed first baseman is yeah. awesome. A left-handed basketball player, I think, is pretty cool. I mean, left-handed quarterbacks were all like, "Oh, he's a lefty." He's a lefty, yeah, yeah. yeah. Left-handed pitchers are pretty valuable. Yeah, I'm a left. See? I'm left-handed, but I don't feel like I'm very. We're valuable. in awe of you too, Chuck. <laughs> I feel like I'm very. I don't feel like I'm very valuable. The way you write cursive with that left hand is amazing. <laughs> There's so many layers to that. There's so many layers. <laughs> Complicated guy sometimes. Complicated but simple, I think. Yeah. So you got, you think that lefties have it harder, but I think they're more respected. We, we do have it harder. I think they're more appreciated. Mm. Like we find beauty in them. There's, in their left-handed athleticism. It's a right-handed world that we all live in. Play the music. I was waiting for him to keep going. Like it, we were, we were on the verge. It was coming. It was coming. Then he quit. Uh, 1867 on this day in history, the very first stock ticker is unveiled mm. in New York City. The advent of the ticker ultimately revolutionized the stock market by making up to the minute prices available to investors around the country. Chuck, prior to this development, information from the New York Stock Exchange which had been around since 1792, traveled by mail or messenger. Wow. So we go from finding out in a couple of days what your stock is worth to finding out in a mere matter of minutes. That is the Stan Sports History. 6.52 this morning here on the Morning Drive. I missed this portion of Tech Talk yesterday, which you can hear every day on Double T 97.3. Tomorrow the fellows will be at Twin Peaks from 3 until 6. Uh, this, Jamie, how did you feel about the Tech Talk voters voting you the most likely employee of our company here, Raymar Communications, to successfully complete a breaking and entering? <laughs> I, because it takes some, uh, you got to be quiet. Mm -hmm. You got to be maybe at, stealth. At, at, yeah, yeah, quiet. So some agility and. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, no. And you, and you got to have a good plan in place. Okay. Yeah. I'll take that as a compliment. Okay. Yeah. I've never accomplished said act in my life. Okay. You never tried At least that's what I'm going to tell you on the radio. You've never tried to break in or any, into any place as you can think of. Um, I, I've never really broken. I've entered some football stadiums. They leave. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I've never, yeah. never had to break right. anything. Right. Okay. Um, so you just kind of walked in. Yeah. Jeff, you ever break and enter into anything? <laughs> it sounds like he has. You want me to admit a crime on the air? <laughs> sure. I mean, How stupid do you think I look? <laughs> well, <laughs> Don't answer that. <laughs> so Only one of us announces that we do 100 on the Marsha Sharp. Yeah. Not me. Man, it was, there were a couple of people really slow in front of me this morning. Oh, this one guy, man, it's like, dude, get out of the freaking way. So I got around him and got around another guy. And then, I man. mean, there's like three lanes and there's like three cars this, out there. Surely you can figure the, out to get around him yourself. This was the, on the on the on the loop de loop. And um, one, there's still three lanes there, too. I know. But one guy was this one guy was that. And, you know, it was just uh, this. Chuck would be the worst at breaking and entering. He would leave a card or want to shake hands. <laughs> it's probably. There's some truth there, too. 
Probably not the quietest either. Probably not the quietest. Um, I'd, I'd be a bumbling, bum, bumbling burglar. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. On Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us this morning. Here on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. We will have uh, High School Fan Zone on the air tonight. Coaches from Friendship, Lubbock Cooper, and Liberty Cooper on the air tonight. And then uh, Cowboys Crosstalk here on Double T 97.3 tonight at 7. Tomorrow night it's Red Raider Football with Joey McGuire. His team takes on Central Florida on uh, Saturday. So here's a couple of little tidbits for you on Central Florida. Um their motto, Jamie, car, ours is from here. It's possible, right? Their, okay. Theirs is reach for the stars. Okay. Okay. Uh, their former name, which is kind of similar to what Texas Tech's former name was. Texas Tech was formerly known as Texas Technological College, now Texas Tech University. Their former name from 66 to 78 was Florida Technological University. Okay. It's exciting. They're only 60 years old. Um, they were de- they were originally um, developed as a means to have uh, an, a place of education for uh, the Kennedy Space Center, which is, you know, there at Cocoa Beach and uh, Central Florida is in, is in Orlando. Um, they have uh, 60 some odd thousand students, 68,442 students, 58,000 of which are undergraduates. So it's not, it's not as, it's not a small school. Um, their, uh, their notable alumni include a couple of astronauts, which is cool. Um, Brandon Marshall um, is one of their, their famous alums. They have a number of gold medalists, Olympics, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, um, Dante Culpepper, um, uh, among them, Asante Samuel, uh, some NBA players, uh, a wrestler. Um, so anyway, they, they've, they've come a long ways in a pretty short amount of time. So they're not just this, you know, fly by night school, I guess is my point. And now they're, now they're in the big 12. And so. Now they re- now they have true kind of uh, stamp of approval and and maybe just some some true power behind them because they're in a power five conference. And my my thinking probably would be that they would it's only going to get the potential for them is extremely high because of where they are there in Florida and maybe kids that a don't want to go or don't get recruited by or would rather go somewhere else other than say a Florida or a Florida state or a Miami, I mean, it's a target rich environment. They probably can sure. drive within a couple hundred miles of their campus and mm-hmm. fill up their football team if, if they wanted to not saying that they, that that's all they do, but if, if, if they wanted to, so uh, it, it, they'll be a, and they're, they're coached by Gus Malzahn, who's coming off of a, they're coming off of a, a really great performance against um, Oklahoma state yeah. dominant. Yeah. Did you see their uniforms? They had their space uniforms on. Yeah, I wondered why they had a, I don't know, whatever, a highlighter color in there. In the uniforms, it had it had some some bluish, bright bluish. In yeah, it. yeah. It kind of 
kind of reminded me of the Houston Oilers. Um, just the the jerseys did. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. You're kind of looking at me like I'm on crack or something, but that you know, it's a familiar look. They kind of they kind of looked. I mean, and they had those blue uniforms on, right? I can't remember how much blue was in it. It seemed just, like the whole jersey was blue to me. Was it? Yeah, that's what it's, that's what it seems like. Yeah, it may it may have been. Somebody says this. Get to the important stuff, Chuck. What does the uniform history say for each team? Who should I put my bet on? Not <laughs> not quite ready for that yet. It's only Wednesday. We got to get to got to get to Friday first. Um, All right, Chuck. Yeah, there's a little. Houston Oilers look to this. They don't have the red outlining on the numbers, right? But the, would really make it that way. Mm-hmm. Well, it's but, just the same color, light blue. Yeah. I don't, the light blue with the white number. That's, yeah, that's just the same color. I don't. I mean, you're not crazy. It doesn't. I don't think it looks anything like the Oilers, but it's the same color blue. Okay, that's. I mean, that when I saw that, I'm like, oh, okay, they're kind of doing what yeah, Houston. I would have gone North Carolina. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. That 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 that's that's fair too. But uh, you're not nuts. Like okay on on that with, on this particular one you're not. not. <laughs> so uh, we're making improvements. Okay, uh, Coach Joy McGuire and his uh, media availability on Monday talked about how playing Kansas before UCF is a help to his football team. Well, we're glad that we played Kansas last week um, because they're different but similar. Meaning you're going to get a lot of quarterback run game. Um, and so that was good. Kansas moves every single snap. And so I think the communication that we had last week is going to help us this week. You know, a um, little bit different. Uh, I think if the quarterback was healthy all year long, you might see a little bit more K-State run game. But their run game is more like Kansas, his own read. I wouldn't say like the triple option of what Kansas was doing, but you're going to get more of the quarterback run game versus Kansas State. They're more quarterback power, um, you know, getting behind that offensive line. Uh, so I think it's definitely going to help us playing Kansas before. I mean, that's one thing that I made a point to the defense, made a point to the defensive staff. It was good because, you know, it's hard to move more than what Kansas moves. Um, and, and I thought we did a great job of communicating defensively. And even the long touchdown, that wasn't a lack of communication. That was a lack of execution. You know, we had a good defense called. We just got upfield too much. The ball got pitched too fast. Couldn't get the linebacker and the three technique over. And then we had an unblocked player. We had two unblocked players, and they just didn't make the tackle against a good running back. So Central Florida is 5-5 uh, five and five overall, 2-5 and five in the Big 12. They're coming off of uh, the win over Oklahoma State. 45 to 3. Red Raiders have won their last two um, after losing two in October to K State and, and BYU. Uh, the BYU game on the 21st and then coming back to beat TCU on November 2nd and Kansas on November 11th. Uh, Coach McGuire talks about what has led to the success in November for his team. Um, you know, I think this year. Um, it's really we're probably as healthy as we have been since week one, you know, and and I think uh, Barron is in a groove. Uh, I think that you know Taj is doing such a good job running the football. Our offensive line is doing a good job, and then 
you know, the last couple of weeks against really good offenses, we've played our best defense. And so I think a little bit it has to do with getting healthy. And then, you know, I think uh, we've got some old guys that are really focused of leaving something behind, you know, and part of that leaving something behind is being bowl eligible and being able to play in a bowl game. And, and that helps you build a program. And so um, it's kind of the same thing as last year of being able to try to get bowl eligible. I mean, it's frustrating, you know, being one and three. Uh, we played better last year in September. Um, and then we kind of had a bad October. This year we didn't play very well in, in September at all. And, uh, you know, we're playing well at the end of the year. We got to finish it. You know, we got it. This is a huge game for us. Red Raiders uh, also five and five. So one of these two teams is going to get bowl eligible uh, coming. Uh, who do you think has momentum coming into this game? Both. Okay. Do you, are you, do you feel more momentum on the UCF side because of how dominant they were? And I mean, you weren't as dominant, obviously. I mean, you had you might have been dominant defensively, but you weren't offensively. Um, okay. Flip a, flip a coin? Yeah. Flip a coin? Okay. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day. Brought to you by someone not named Jamie. Oh, you guys throw me a curveball. Throwing you a curveball today, Chuck. It's a Wednesday, so I like to give Jamie a day off every now and then. Mm-hmm. And on the day where you get the work the, done, feels like a good day to have a day off. It's the day the jerk gets the day off. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked this question to Tech Talk secretly last Friday. Secretly? Well, <laughs> I was incognito in the chat line. Mm. And... I, I think oh, they didn't know it was you. They didn't know it was me. Uh, <laughs> you must have really not had much to do. I was listening and waiting for the day to go through. So, you mm-hmm. know, I had some time to kill on my hands. But I also feel like this answer may have changed since Friday. So I figured I would give us the opportunity to answer this question here. In real life. Lifetime. Well, well yeah. And, and mm-hmm. also, you know, take credit for the question. <laughs> Gentlemen, with what we know now. Mm-hmm about the Red Raider basketball team and the Red Raider football team, mm-hmm. which one do you think will have the better season? Well, we're only a couple games into the Red Raider basketball season. We're 10 games into the Red Raider football season, and we're all, everybody's, I mean, I think to a person is disappointed with where you are right now. I mean, from the head coach on down. Um I mean, I guess I'm going to say basketball just because there's more out in front of you. And I, I feel like that um, if you make postseason play, even if you lose in the first round, that, that that is a step in the right direction with this program. And I feel like that with football, if you, if you, if you get bowl eligible this week and then lose next week to Texas – that that is like the bare minimum of what you were expecting. Uh, even if you go win your bowl game, you'll be barely above where you were expecting to be uh, at the start of the season. So I'm going to say hoops. So the question to me here is, is a 6-6 six and six bowl game better or worse than a first-round exit in the NCAA tournament? My answer to that is the first round of the NCAA tournament is better than a 6-6 six and six bowl game. 
and I'm not also at a point where I'm not saying you can't make it out of the first round of the NCAA tournament. I wouldn't guarantee it or anything like that. I think we have a lot to see. I don't know. But um, I think I would lean towards thinking. And there also is the part of expectations. We're so much higher for football than where you are with basketball right now. Mm -hmm. So I think I will lean towards saying I think basketball will will be better. But, you know, I've gone from thinking you'll be – bubble on the outside for the NCAA tournament to think in bubble you'll get in but I'm I'm not at this point predicting like a deep run or anything like that but I, I reserve the right to wait a little bit here because until we start playing real teams to see how good we are or how not good we are um, but I'm also not saying that I don't think that we have chance to get better and be better than I thought we were going to be so I definitely would lean towards the basketball side of things but the truth of the matter is I think it's going to be decently close, but expectations were so much higher for yeah, football right. than what they are for basketball. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe in that basketball program, they would disagree and say, hey, we have high expectations. We expect to go undefeated and cut down nets on a Monday night. Yeah, we haven't heard that conversation at all, though. We haven't really heard any conversation about it, really, any expectation. I mean, they played it pretty close to the vest. Good for them. Yeah, I mean, they played it mm-hmm. probably. Pre- they played it very close to the vest. So and they put the final four on their schedule on the website. I remember there was a time when that was. I really, like that. You really upset yeah. if teams don't do it. Yeah, no, I, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll take a look. But you're, you're. I like that being on there. I mean, it just kind of sends the message. Um, but. Yeah, there, you're right. I was uh, there's there were times when I was outraged at that 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 wasn't it wasn't on there or at least postseason Does Tech football have the college football playoff on theirs. Negative. Mm, no, but I don't I don't know that I've ever seen that. Um, okay, so the Big Twelve uh, tournaments on there. Those dates are on there. The NCAA first and yep, yep, yep. It yep. is. Yep. It's, it's on there. Yeah. Let's see if it's on there for the women. I'm gonna. I don't know if it is or not, um, but I like I, I like that it's on there. I mean, that's that's where you want to get to, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, that's where. That's yes. Where, I, I, like, I have I have no issue if they put it on there. If they don't put it on there, I don't I don't have a problem with it either way. Yeah. No, I know you're right. Yeah. I I made a I, I made a hullabaloo out of it. Baseball yeah. has it on there, okay. or they usually do, but I, that's again not a big deal to me. Those way. those baseball guys though, they they play it very close to the vest as well. I mean, I mean, they're, no, I think Tadlock's goal every year is to win the no, but I mean they're not. Series, he's not he's not waving pennants and stuff like that. You know, no, we can very get, get him an knowledge that we've been to the World Series before. <laughs> he's still trying to figure out who his shortstop for Thursday is going to be at this point. Uh. No. <laughs> No, it looks like it looks like uh, it ends with the. If I'm looking at this correctly, it looks like it ends on the women's side with the final game against K State. Mm. So not even the Big Twelve tournaments on here. I mean, we gotta get, we gotta get that yeah. fixed. So my my answer is basketball, but yeah. I, I think it's decently close. I mean, you're talking about making the postseason, but I mean, if you're at a six and six bowl, you're not a major factor. Okay. You're in the NCAA tournament. I feel like that's a step above that. 
uh, even if you lose in the first round. And I think you'll make, I think you'll make the tournament. But again, perception changes all this because of expectations were so much higher for football. Yeah. Than what you have for basketball yeah. with a new coach and so many new players, and you're saying, oh, okay, it's going to take a little time, and you, you understand all that. So, hey, can I make uh, just the complete just off subject thing Jeff mentioned? Sure. Who's going to play shortstop on Thursday? I did find it comical the other day that game one of the Red Black series that I could hear from the dugout when Will Burns made a nice play. They were calling him QB1. <laughs> <laughs> Burns is a guy that I I I was questioning with choice and um, about and when there was all this talk about injured quarterbacks and we're going to play a wide receiver. Why was Burns never in the conversation? And <clears throat> so I think there's something to do with him basically gray shirting with football this year. And so I don't think it was possible that he could have played in a game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's got a great chance to be your starting shortstop. So I don't I don't know if he's going to continue to play football or not. But yeah, he's. I think he's going to take a big step forward this year. It worked out pretty good for that one kid that uh, decided not to play baseball. So maybe it'll work out really equally good for this kid decided not to play football. Who knows? Who knows? Right. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Morning with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We come to you from the First United Bank Studio. Look forward to hearing from you today. Yates Foreign Center chat line is open. Before you go to the Double T ninety seven three mobile app, Visual Edge IT hotline is open. Eight zero six seven seven one zero nine seven three. Tonight we'll have the high school fan zone at seven. Uh, coaches from Friendship, Lubbock Cooper, and. Uh, Liberty Cooper will all uh, enter the fray. And then uh, tonight on Double T 97.3 at 7, it's Cowboys Crosstalk. Okay. So an hour from now, you'll hear the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score with Choice and Hacks. And then uh, Dan Patrick here on Double T 97.3. All right. So the red-black series will conclude Thursday. Uh, So Team Red has won the first two games. Is that correct? Correct. So, really no reason to play game three, then. I mean, it's... Well, you do it to get reps and get live <laughs> no. action and all right. that. So. I didn't know if there'd be some kind of a thing where Coach Tadlock may... may, may... All right, uh, Red, you think you've won the first two games, but we're going to move some of you black guys over here and some of you red guys over here. And this this game now is for steak dinner versus hot dogs. Did you suggest that to the mentor at all? <laughs> no. Okay. Man, just think of all those three-game series that you avoid a sweep in in Major League Baseball or in baseball in college or things of those natures that you get to walk out with your head held high because you didn't get swept and you took the last game. Mm -hmm. Why ever would we want to play a third game when you're down 0-2? Yeah. Uh, Who's going to pitch for both teams on Thursday, do you think? I think Kyle Robinson is scheduled to... uh to pitch for the Red Raiders. Um, for the red team? Yes, for the red team. I can't remember who was supposed to pitch for the black. Okay. Has it gone kind of like you thought it would go so far? I mean, is there... Yeah, pitching's been really good on the red side, obviously. The offense hasn't been much for uh, for the black team. But, um, yeah, it feels like usually these things are a little more high scoring. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that it's, there hasn't been the case. And, that, and that's I, I was thrilled to see what you got out of Tabor Fast yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
So he he uh, he did four innings, two hit ball mm-hmm. from the left hander. Um, are the teams pretty well evenly split, or is it loaded? Are the, is the red team loaded with mostly starters? Uh, no, I think they try to make them even. Okay. Anybody, anybody kind of play um, better than what you've thought so far? I mean, just or, that's not the right way to ask that question. Who has been proved the most? Would you say from what you saw at the end of last season to where you where you are right now? Um, I don't. I don't know that anybody of the returners has just like shocked me, and I feel like oh Stood man, out. they're mm-hmm. so much better than they were last year. I think you're going to be much, 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 much better defensively behind the play in Kevin Bazell. Um, he's he's a better receiver and a better thrower. Um, I think Hudson White was solid. I think Hudson, you know, was was a good hitter for you as well, but. I think you're, you've you've taken an upgrade here at the catcher position, and and ultimately, I think that's the I think Hudson White knew that, mm-hmm. uh, knew that <clears throat> Kevin Bazell was going to be the, the for the most part everyday catcher, and that's why he left. Yeah. Okay. He didn't want to become and and the Red Raiders tried to move him around. They played him at second base last year. They played him at third base last year, and. Hudson just just never looked good. I, 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 my guess is that maybe Tech was going to try to make him into a corner outfielder this year. And, and again, that's why I think that he felt like he needed to go elsewhere. But Kevin Bazell is legit defensively, and you saw what he was offensively last year, freshman All-American, all the above, um, and was good at third base defensively too. But I think you've <clears> – <throat> excuse me. As good as Kevin was over there, you've, I think you're just as good – um, with Cade McGee over there at third base now, the Gonzaga transfer, and he's been one of the hottest hitters uh, in the in the series so far. So, and a, and a veteran guy, so that that's nice. Um, you know, they've moved guys around. I've seen Tracer Lopez playing over there at second base, and I thought that was the natural pro, uh, progression with him. I figured that would happen this season, um, and it looks like Will Burns um, has a great chance to be your starting shortstop, but. I tell you what, the guy who impressed me the most on day one was freshman shortstop TJ Pompey, um, who showed man he can he can he can swing it, and mm-hmm. so he's got pop, he's got speed, really good athlete. Um, defensively, he was good, showed off strong arm. So I don't know that that's a guarantee that it's that it's Burns because Pompey looks like he absolutely should be in the running for that job also. Um, I guess maybe one guy that coming back, Chuck has shown shown has been impressive so far that maybe you didn't count on was was Drew Woodcox. You know, Woodcox made the game saving catch in uh, in the first game, jump leaping over the wall and and robbing a three run homer um, from Bazell, and uh, and then he's really swung it well. I believe four hits the first two games. And so Drew Drew's got plenty of power too. So, and maybe he's grabbing one of those, uh, or or making a stake for one of those corner outfield spots because he can he gives you a lot. I thought of power. you were saying making a stake, like going to cook a steak, but you're making a stake like <laughs> we're going back to that. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, and uh, I, you're seeing uh, Austin Green play right field, and I think that's where you'll see Austin. I don't think he'll be an infielder this year. Maybe. Maybe sporadically, but I think he's he's an outfielder, and 
think you're you're much better defensively with with a Tracer Lopez or a Travis Sanders over there at second base than you were with Austin Green there. So <clears throat> I you know they always talk about being good up the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a key for baseball, and I think. Um, you know, I think you're better defensively at catcher. I think you're better defensively at second base. Um, I think Burns and Pompey have, have shown that they're pretty good at shortstop. Uh, and then Gage Harrelson, you would think, is is your starting center fielder, you would think. And, uh, you know, Gage wasn't as good as Dylan Carter last year, but he can go and get balls. And so, But he can hit, too. He can absolutely hit, and he's a guy that you would probably say is one of your top candidates to be your leadoff hitter. Okay. Right. And so, and don't forget Owen Washburn because Washburn was injured for a lot of last year. Sounds so like this team's loaded. He, he's a, you know, corner outfielder, but he actually, uh, he played some center field on Monday. So um, maybe he's an option out there as well. Uh, I do think offensively this team is loaded. Uh, I mean, you didn't lose a lot from last year. Um, we haven't even mentioned your All-American first baseman and Gavin Cash. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't expect Gavin to have the kind of year that he had last year. Um, but I'm not saying he can't, mm-hmm. you know, but I just think people are going to pitch him carefully and he's got to be able to learn to adjust. It looked like on Monday he was trying to take the ball the opposite way more than he used to. Um, but, um, yeah, so the, I mean, I think offensively you're, you've got a really stout group there, um, and deep. And so you've just got to, you know, get things figured out in the pitching staff. And so far we've seen good signs. 810 this morning on the morning drive. Got a couple more thoughts on that. Then I, I want to pick Jamie's brain about the baseball free agency stuff that came out last night. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T973 podcasts at double T973.com.